Check, check, check. Here we go. Welcome to Food on Franklin. It's our, our first ever Food on Franklin podcast. A podcast from Gawker Media. And uh, here we go. I'm Hamilton Nolan. I'm Taylor and, Berman. And uh, we're. this is our inaugural Food on Franklin podcast. Yeah. It's been in the works for a long time. Um, how did How did this idea for Food on Franklin come about, first of all? Well, we were all walking down Franklin Avenue with yeah. the late Katie Weaver. That's right. now moved on. Um, and we were talking about the food of uh, Franklin Avenue. Yeah. Me and you were talking about the food on Franklin Avenue. We were Avenue. describing the food at each place. Right. Whether it was good or bad, okay, what we'd like there. And right. Katie was a fan. She said, tell she us was, more. She was sort of, I mean, not to put words in her mouth, but she was kind of amazed at the depth of knowledge. Right, she was. She that, she underestimated us, I said. Right, that we were displaying on this walk, and she said, you guys should have a podcast. Right. Because of, you know, it, it was something that needed to be shared with the world. We should probably back up and say, uh, what, what's Franklin Avenue? What is Franklin, Franklin Avenue? Franklin Avenue is the, the street, well, the stretch of Franklin Avenue that we're referring to is yeah. the one that, that runs between Eastern Parkway and Atlantic Avenue. That's right. Brooklyn and Crown Heights. That's right. Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York, right. Not to be confused with Missouri. Brooklyn, Kansas sure. or other places. Right. And there's a lot of restaurants on Franklin. Yeah. We both live off Franklin Avenue right. we in this be, part of we town. We exactly where. Right. But, we don't... Right. There's, it's a, a popular podcast, so we don't want stalkers and right. things like that. But, you know, we live in the area, and we both eat food regularly sure. in this area. Right. So um, over the years, we developed uh, this encyclopedic knowledge of the food on Franklin. Right. Uh, and this is our chance to share it with the world and also to sort of build our brand and Gawker Media's brand mm-hmm. in the podcast space. Right, I think we're both aspiring podcasters. We have been for some time, and I think we're both amateur food critics. Um, Very much so. And, you know, what I like about Food on Franklin, the brand, is that you you might say we're amateur food critics, sure. but in a sense, that's that to me is what Food on Franklin stands for because when you think of, uh, you know, somebody like the New York Times restaurant critic, what do they do? They go to somewhere that they don't even live, and they – eat at a restaurant, and then they tell everybody what supposedly is good and bad about this restaurant. They don't even live there. Right. So how are, who's really the expert? Is it the New York Times food critic, or is it us talking about the food on Franklin? I, yeah, and I think what we're doing, too, we've, we've eaten, it's not a one-time review, we've eaten these places over the course of three yes. years, four years? Yes, years of experience going into this. Right. So we have a depth of knowledge, and, um, you know, and, and also we should say, you don't have to live on Franklin to want to listen to this podcast from front to back. I think it's best if you don't live in Franklin. If right. you live in Franklin, you already know most of this. So right. This is kind of old news if you live in right. Franklin. Not I to mean, say that you're, you want to appreciate this. You would still twist. be interested. Sure, yeah. You would still be interested to hear what we have to say. Right. But you don't have to live on Franklin. You don't have to live in Brooklyn. You don't even have to live in New York. Or America. Or a lot of foreigners I've seen wandering down Franklin Avenue That's recently. right. You could be visiting New York and, you know, you visit New York and people are like, what are you going to do in New York? Everybody's always like, go to the Met, go to the Statue of Liberty, things that aren't realistic. Realistically, the people that live in New York don't want to do those things because no. they suck. Right. And this is this is the kind of cultural experience that will give you uh, insider knowledge that really is big from Japan to Europe to 
all types of people sure. visit New York seek out this kind of knowledge right. and pay a lot of money for it. Yeah, I think I think there's a you know a limitless way who this will appeal to. There's no you know you can see the Statue of Liberty online, but you can't eat the food of Franklin. That's right. Uh, online, you know you have to you have to go to you have to go there. Very true. Right. Very true. <laughs> Great point. Um, so and 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 also finally, I just uh, we should say this this podcast is not political. There's a lot of you know, we're in an election year, and then, and then you, you start talking about Brooklyn. You start talking about issues of uh, class and gentrification and, and affordable housing and all these political issues. This podcast is not concerned with any substantive issues. No. None of that. Well, so, so, I mean, food's a big issue. It's an important one Food on is Franklin. A, yes. But we're not uh, – we're, we're – we're, we're studiously avoiding any real, quote-unquote, real issues. Um, and we're talking about the food on Franklin. Yeah. Okay. Nothing, yeah. Food All right. Just, is, I just want to clarify that. Yeah, that's it. Not anywhere else. I don't want For now. Maybe we'll right. reach out if we move. But, you know. That's right. I mean, we don't want to, yeah, we don't want to build false expectations. All right. Thanks. So uh, let's, let's uh, here we go with our inaugural restaurant discussion of food on Franklin. Um which could go down in the podcast history books, so. in a sense. The, the, hall of, the Hall of Fame. That's right. I mean, think big and, and aspire big. Um, the first restaurant we're going to talk about on Franklin Ave is Mayfield. Talk- Mayfield is, uh, is my favorite restaurant. It's one of the first ones I ate on, on, uh, on Franklin Avenue. I think I would, make the, I would make the claim that Mayfield is the best restaurant on Franklin Avenue. I think that's a fair claim. Yeah. I think I think our other uh, topic today, the other restaurant we'll talk about today, is maybe the second, but we, we can, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. That. There's yeah. no rush. But uh, you don't want to talk about Mayfield and what, what kind of food they have? Yeah, I mean, if I was going to describe, if I was going to describe the food at Mayfield, I would say it's uh, the cuisine of Mayfield is uh, new American, um, and there's a lot of butter involved. Yeah, I think so. I think it's like an upscale American style Restaurant they describe online is a uh, soul food, a new soul food type restaurant. Really? which seems a little bit misleading, and it's named after Curtis wow. Mayfield, which I real, which I learned today. Um, that does which, seem misleading, honestly. Yeah, it's just like a I'm, good American style food. That's you know. Yeah, I'm disappointed to learn actually that Mayfield would build himself as a soul food restaurant. I this, mean, this was this was an initial round of reviews from 2013 or so, so okay. maybe they've, they've backed up from that now. But there's yeah. it's a it's a good place. It's like a place you know if you were. If you were going to impress somebody by bringing them to a restaurant on Franklin Avenue, mm-hmm. you might bring them to Mayfield. Right. But it's not, it's, not a, it's not a fancy restaurant where you walk in and you're like, this is a fancy place. It's right. a relaxed atmosphere. Yeah, it's, it's laid back. It's nice. It's, uh, it's hard to find, actually. If you walk past, there's, you, know, you walk right. past, it just has a little M on the outside. And it's a metal right. sort of facade outside. Yeah. And then you go in and it's... Right. It's, uh, One of those things where the food speaks for itself. I think so. I think it's, you know, I wouldn't describe it quite no frills, but it's, uh, it's close. You yeah. Know, it's just uh, the basics. Nice it, backyard, too. Nice backyard. Don't need a big sign because, you know, the re- it's, a, it's a word of mouth marketing right. operation. For How Mayfield. did you first find out about Mayfield? You know, I don't remember, but I do remember that when I moved to Crown Heights and I was on Franklin Avenue, I knew already that Mayfield was like the restaurant, hmm. you know, how did you learn about Mayfield? I don't remember exactly. I remember the first time I ate there. Really? Uh, it was my friend Brian. We learned had dinner, and we yeah. sat outside. It was, it was a nice summer day, and we both got um, summer evening. We both got burgers, and it was very good. 
that I remember most is I dropped my credit card and it fell directly through the slot in the deck <laughs> and was stuck down there. And they were very helpful or very nice, the yeah. staff of Mayfield. They couldn't get it for me, but they, they acknowledged it and fallen through and they, they empathized with me. And told Did me you pay sucked. for the... I'd already paid. I'd paid and as I was taking the card, it fell directly through the crowd. Really? It was an amazing thing. Because so, it sounds like the kind of scam that someone would run on a restaurant. I, you know, I don't think this place is a scam. I think they're trustworthy people for the most part. I don't... Th- right. I'm saying it sounds like a scam that you oh, would run on Mayfield run. to avoid paying for your food. No, so, I, I didn't think of that. I could have. Next time, maybe I'll try that. It speaks highly for them that they didn't accuse you of trying to rip them off. That. Well, I'd already paid. I already... This was in the, right. tra- the, the process right. of moving it to, to my pocket. So. Right. I remember eating at Mayfield with my cousin one time, my younger cousin who was visiting, uh, was visiting Brooklyn with his friend. They were on a road trip. Mm-hmm. He's from Florida. And uh, I said, you know, let's, let's go have breakfast. This was on a weekend. Right. Went to breakfast with them. And, um, you know, when we went to breakfast, I realized that they were so broke that his friend only ordered half a grapefruit for breakfast because he didn't realize that I would buy them breakfast. So wow. then I did buy them breakfast, but then it ended up being really cheap because he'd only ordered half a grapefruit. That works out well for you and health right. for him, I guess. Yeah, and I still got the credit for being generous, you right. know. But but that was just just uh, I guess I guess the takeaway from this is a lot of funny stories happen at Mayfield. It's a lot of I've had lots of fun things happen to me there. I've lost a credit card. You right. bought and had a grapefruit for someone. Right, and there's there's I would divide Mayfield's food into two categories: regular food and brunch. I think yeah, I think that's fair. I think there's 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 two distinct uh, sections. Uh, they're both. Do you have a preference? I mean, I, I have a strong one, but I'll I'll, I'll allow you. I to do go too. First. If I went first, I would say I prefer brunch at Mayfield, okay. and and what I prefer to get for brunch. And this is you know I don't want to give everything away, but what I like to get is an omelet, mm-hmm. and in the omelet I'll have uh, you know cheese, spinach. Um, as my side dish, or my bread, I should say, for the omelet. And then they they bring the English muffin, it's toasted, and then you take half the omelet, cut it in half, and put it in the English muffin, and what you have is basically the world's best Egg McMuffin. Yeah, you, you actually, uh, I learned that trick from you. I've, you know, I go to there for brunch, and I'd say brunch is my favorite, too. And I get one of two things. I either get mm-hmm. what you just described, but mm-hmm. I get bacon, cheddar, and spinach. Mm-hmm. So pretty similar. Right. And I do the, the Egg McMuffin. Right. Trick. Yeah. One time I ordered an extra muffin, thinking you know I'd double up because it's a big omelet and it's yeah. just, you know, a normal muffin. So it's not a lot of extra space. They charge three dollars extra for, for a wow. muffin, which is a little bit too much for wow. a side of bread, in my opinion. It's but, a lot. Yeah. But the other good thing there is the egg and cheese sandwich. You can get bacon on it. I think yeah. you can get ham. Maybe I'm not sure the other toppings. I always get bacon. I should very, say very good. I should say that I'm a I'm a vegetarian and you're not a vegetarian, so we have different experience right. at Mayfield, but. For brunch, is is very filling. I mean, it says a lot about the quality of its brunch. It's equally right. filling to a vegetarian and a meat eater. That That's right. Both, you know, uh, very filling. The omelets are it. very big. I actually always get the omelet. So the other food they have for brunch, I can't really speak to. But if it's as good as the omelet, it's good. The uh, egg sandwich is very good. I've had the there's, there's something called like a it's like poached egg and some sort of like fried grit cake or something oh, with yeah. some, like tasso sauce on it. I don't know what it is. It's pretty good. good. Eggs Benedict is fine. You know, yeah. if you're a big fan, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Shrimp and grits. I've been with someone who's gotten shrimp and grits before. They seem good. to like it. Really good. Pretty good. That's about it. They also have, they have, they have healthy options. They have the grapefruit. Right. I don't know. Uh, honestly, 
if you go to Mayfield for brunch, you should get an omelet. I mean, it is the best omelet I've ever had in my life. I it's think. a delicious omelet, it's, and it's incredibly rich. It tastes like they also put half a stick of butter into the omelet. Or a cream. It tastes like there's something at, at it's, it's very rich. fluffy. It's always right. cooked the, the perfect amount, and it's yeah, it's insanely fluffy. I don't know how they make it like that without adding right. cream or butter or both. Because when you good. do the when you do the egg McMuffin trick with half the omelet, you still have half the omelet left to eat. So yeah. it's actually a very big breakfast, right? And then it's not including the the home fries, which I find to be just okay. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan right. of those deep fried. Deep, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think they're skillet fried is what they look like to me. Okay. I'm not sure. And it's weird if you ask for say a healthier option, say have a sliced tomato instead of the home fries. Yeah, throws them off. They're not good at accommodating special orders. Yeah, there. they're. Yeah. They actually try to charge me extra for tomatoes there once, but yeah, it's a, it's but, a, yeah, it's yeah. a theme of getting charged extra. In They're, uh, you know, questionable circumstances. I wouldn't say it's a cheap place, but it's it's worth it. You know, right. you pay for it's worth You pay it, for right? the quality. Right. Do you have a uh, uh, are you familiar with the waiters and the servers there? Do you know people now? Do they recognize you? No. I think that you actually go to Mayfield a larger number of times than I go to Mayfield because you treat feel. Mayfield as as something of a a home base. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I like to go there on, on weekend mornings and sit right. at the bar and have, have brunch on my own, you know, read a book or watch sports or whatever. They, yeah. they have a little TV that's uh, muted. They have some watch TVs. Some, some yeah. Um, yeah, I, I know the bartender, or we recognize each other, we acknowledge right. each other. And everyone right. else there, the hostess, she knows who I am, sort of, but everyone else there just kind of... Do you go there because it makes you feel like kind of a big man? Is that a contributing factor to? No, it's mostly the the food yeah. that I go there for, and it's convenient. It's only four blocks right. away. But you know, I, I like I like feeling like people know me, and they can be like a neighborhood place. Like right. The bartender is very friendly. She's very good at her job. She's always right. She's very efficient. She's you know, right. Always up to something. Um, what, what about the uh, the regular food of Mayfield? Well, the regular about food of Mayfield, like? I always get the burgers. Almost my my go to. It's yeah. uh, you can get an egg on it. Which anytime you get an egg on a burger for. Uh, I think that's what you should do. Right. I agree um, with that. Yeah. Or a Boca burger would be mine. But I've never had that, but I believe it would be good. They don't serve it at Mayfield, but if I were to eat a burger with the egg on it, it would be a Boca burger, mm-hmm. which I do, in fact, make for myself sometimes at home. Mm-hmm. Off Franklin, which is also food on Franklin in a way. They don't have a good veggie burger, which I'm surprised. You know, They have, they have yeah. a few solid veggie options. But but the burger is very good. It's like a right. big, thick burger you can get uh, for free. You can get fried onions, bacon, mushrooms, cheese right. and an egg which is no longer listed on the menu but wow. you can still get it that's some insider knowledge yeah. about, about food in franklin um they also have a fried chicken sandwich which is a relatively new addition to the menu yeah very good very rich uh sort of dripping uh dripping fat type of cuisine right it's that not, you prefer right this is the sort of stuff i prefer right yeah when i go for the regular food what they have for vegetarians is like some kind of uh it's like a custard made out of cauliflowers which is really good. It sounds weird, but it, 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 it's, it's very good. And then I also eat fish, so I'm kind of a fake vegetarian, right. so I get the fish. They have, they have uh, some kind of fish. What, what, do you know what kind of fish it is? You know, I don't remember. I've, but, got, I've got the menu here. Let me oh, see yeah. Can Wonder, figure it out. The fish is, is like a whole fish, and it comes with some potatoes. Whole Sullivan uh, trout. County Farms trout. Trout, exactly. Right. I just uh, was, yeah. So the trout is also very good. Not cheap, but a, a good fish. So it's your $23. But, you know, you, you, again, you, you get what you pay for at a place right. like Mayfield. That's to give people an idea of, you know, if you go to Mayfield at night, like, make sure that you have enough money. Right. Don't show up with, like, $5. Yeah, don't show up with $10 in your pocket because you're— I'd say $30 is a good amount if you don't get drinks. Right. For, you, for, for each person. Per person. Don't go on a date with $30 in your pocket. 
You can't use credit card there, so you don't need to bring cash. That's true. One, uh, one, one nice thing about that place. That's true. I just don't want to lead people astray listening to our advice, and then they show right, up. Right. Don't show up with, like, a handful of change or no money at all. Right. Uh, or unless you want to try the trick of losing your credit card that, underneath the deck, yeah. which is something I should have done. They have a whole bunch of other stuff in the menu that I've never even considered getting. Like, uh, I'll tell you one thing the, that I that I do like. They got a salad made out of kale. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. The shredded kale salad. It's shredded and it's it's soaked in something that tastes like, um, you know, butter. Basically, everything that they serve tastes like it was sort of marinated in butter for several hours, which is maybe part of their secret to their success is that everything is very rich. So the kale salad, I'm sure it doesn't have butter, but if I were to describe it, I would say buttery. it's rich and buttery taste. Yeah, I believe you. I mean, everything there tastes like something you'd find somewhere else. It's made richer since somehow it yeah. makes it more delicious. That's um, right. And 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 the other thing that I have to give Mayfield credit for is is the only place on Franklin that I know of that serves spoon bread, which is a southern delicacy sure. that not a lot of people in New York know about. Yeah, describe spoon bread for people who aren't, uh, aren't from the south. When I describe spoon bread to people, I always say it's a it's halfway between cornbread and grits. I think that's the perfect way to describe it. With a little bit Thank sweeter you. too. It's you know, it's, yeah. it's a little, little some, bit of sweetness in there. Some people make spoon bread a little sweet, and mm-hmm. some people make it a little saltier, a little more savory. Right. You put some butter on it. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's served hot. At Mayfield, it's served sort of room temperature. Right. It was like warmish. But it tastes like a sweet kind of uh, gritty cornbread dessert almost. Right. And, and a, a good pro tip is if you want to get if you're there with more than two people, you definitely get two orders of a spoon bread. It's a very small. That's side, right. But it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's an individual serving, but it's not something that you can find even at a lot of these pseudo soul food restaurants that you see popping up around right. New York. I don't even see it. Yeah, you know, I'm from Atlanta. I don't even see it in Georgia that often. It's, it's, it's a you know, spoon bread's kind of a dying yeah. art. It's really home cooking. It's right. it's southern home cooking that my mom makes. So I have to give uh, credit to Mayfield for that. Who's, uh, who's Spoon Brothers' brother, your, uh, your mom's or Mayfield's? I have to say my mom because Mark. I'm sure my mom, you know, this podcast, when it starts spreading virally, is going to make its way to my mom sooner or later. Feelings. And so uh, it, her, her Spoon Bread is very good. That's a good answer. Yeah. But there's a, whole, there's a whole bunch of weird stuff in the menu. They have, like, steak tartare, organic chicken liver mousse. Uh, here's a new menu item, slab bacon and egg. Lots of things I haven't tried here yet. Yeah. So there's, you know, it's, that's kind of a good lesson about food in Franklin. I've been going here for probably two and a half, three years. And I've still only tried a third of the menu. Yeah. So, you know, there's, a, it's, there's something for everyone, I guess you could say, at yeah. Mayfield. I would say it reflects more the, the as you said, the diversity of um, cuisine than it reflects the fact that we always order the same thing. Because it may be that we always order the same thing, but in the future we have a lot more options to look forward to still. Right. You know, you right. want to take your time. You don't want to, you, you, if you go to a restaurant for three months and order everything on the menu, mm-hmm. what's there to look forward to? Right. So no, this, is, this is good. It's good. It's, yeah, there's a lot, lots, of, uh, lots of hope for moving forward. Right. One strange thing about Mayfield is that the specials are always the same. Every time you go to mm-hmm. the special, it's always this big porterhouse steak, which I don't know why they just don't put on the menu. They have it every single day. Always the same. I always get excited. I hear the special. There's always the same steak. Have you eaten the steak? Twice. Once it was okay, once it was very, very good. It's like $45. It's like a special occasion meal. Is it two-person steak or one-person? They say it's two-person, but they're counting. They're including the, the, the bone in the porterhouse when they weigh it. So it's really, really kind of a one-person thing. Wow. Yeah. $45, huh? Something like that. It's in the $40 range. $43, $44, $45. $45 what percentage, range. if you were to estimate what percentage of your salary you spend on 
Mayfield, not not even On food, Mayfield but Mayfield alone. Uh, I go there probably at least once a month. Um, I'd say between one and three times a month. So right. that's so that's sixty dollars to eighty dollars, depending on whether it's dinner or brunch. So ten percent of your, so yeah, fifteen percent of my salary. Right. No, that's I don't know, maybe one or two percent of my salary. Right. Not that no. bad, really. Not that bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. You know, it's, it's always like a special occasion to go there. Between 1% and 10% of your salary. Sure, which is reasonable, I think, for yeah. uh, your neighborhood restaurant. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Let's, uh, let, let's... Should we move on? Well, should we talk about desserts? There's also... I forget what the desserts are. There. Yeah, There's... you know, they have some kind of donuts for dessert. They, they have... have... <laughs> they have donuts and they have a like banana bread. Some kind of banana foster type thing. upside down. It's good. Yeah, it's all good. The desserts are also rich. Right. Didn't you tell me once you went there just to get the desserts and they wouldn't let you? Or the you know, one time I made the mistake of trying to go there and get a takeout dessert. Oh, yeah. Which is, don't, that's another another good tip is don't, you know, you go to Mayfield for takeout, mm-hmm. like, you're setting yourself up for a world of pain. I'm also not sure that's, like, takeout desserts are like, an uncommon thing. I'm, I'm not surprised that it's yeah. takeout. I, I won't go into the whole backstory of why we end up trying to, to get takeout dessert from Mayfield. I'll just say what happened was... Went into Mayfield during the sort of dinner rush, and you know you're sort of standing in front. There's there's like in the in the entrance area of Mayfield, there's like anywhere between eight and fifteen people waiting for tables, and you have to kind of find a waitress, grab grab a host, right, and you say go to, you gotta go to the bar. That's the problem. right, or go. But this was the bar was slammed. Right, it was it was packed, and so you know essentially we had to grab a, a hostess and say. Can we just order this one dessert? Mm-hmm. And then she kind of pushed us off onto someone else. So by the time we ordered it, we'd already been in there like 15 minutes. Right. That's, and that's, I said, that's a mess. That's forget a, it. Right. Yeah, forget right. it. One thing I should add for brunch, I meant to mention this earlier, I had yeah. on my notes, is that when you get your omelet, be sure to ask for ketchup right away. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the server will disappear yeah. for three, four minutes. Even that's three or four minutes, you can't eat your food if you want ketchup or hot sauce, whatever. So you want to make yeah. sure when they bring you your food, Go ahead and ask for any sauces or extras that you need Great right away. Um, Great that's tip. My, that's my most important tip. Yeah, for, for, and uh, you should know if you ask for pepper, they're going to bring you a pepper mill that's comically oversized. Really? I never asked for pepper there, so it's an interesting. I, I, when you ask for pepper, they bring you almost as if they're trying to make you feel bad for asking for pepper. The pepper mill is, is about three feet high. Struggling to carry yeah, over. it's huge. And then you, after you use it, you have to set it on your table, and then you have this enormous <laughs> pepper mill sitting on your table. So. Uh, it's like they're really trying they to punish take, you. They don't take it back? They, they, keep, they, they let you keep the pepper? Do you request might, it? Do you say, they, can I keep this pepper? No, you know, I think, I think actually it's a subtle punishment against you for, for implying that the food wasn't properly seasoned. That because is, they say, okay, you want some pepper? Like, here is a three-foot pepper mill, and you're going to sit it on your table, and the whole restaurant can look and see uh, that you have this huge pepper mill on your table. I, you know, I agree with them. You can read more about my thoughts on pepper on a, a Please Do Not Put Pepper on My Sandwich, which is available on Gawker.com. Good, uh, good tip. Everyone should check, check it out. And yeah, you should read that. I won't, we won't go into whether it's right or not, but it's definitely something you should check out. So should we move on to our second, yes. uh, our second restaurant on Franklin Avenue? Why don't you introduce the second this one? This place uh, called, it's a taco restaurant called Garros. Squaros. Squaros, I, I botched that. Um, but it's sort of like a upscale, fancy taco place. You know, it's, 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 I'm not sure I'd agree with that description. Well, I'd say, let me rephrase that. I guess they, they, they take the tacos, they put interesting twists and everything there. So, you know, for instance, what would be a normal, well, they have some standards, but right. they have things like brisket taco. Right. Uh, and then fried, like chicken fingers in a taco, basically, with like buttermilk, jalapeno, ranch, and right. other things like that. Right. 
I would say that the food, the the idea or the quality of the food is fancy, but Guero's itself is basically a crowded storefront. Yes, yes, it's not a nice place to dine in. If you go to Guero's expecting a fancy restaurant, you're going to be led astray. Already. No, it's, it's very basic. Uh, when you compare it to Mayfield, Mayfield's like a very upscale restaurant compared right. to what Guero's is, which is right. basically just a, it's a taco stand right. with maybe 14 seats and a few ones that are also yeah. outside. It's good to eat there. They have very good margaritas. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's fast. Would you I say, say it's cheap for tacos, but cheap compared yeah. to, say, Mayfield. Would you say Guero's the best tacos you've ever had? No, I would not put it uh, anywhere near the top, the top of the best tacos I've ever had. Wow. I would say it's the best tacos I've had on Franklin Avenue. Um, not even in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, the best tacos, uh, I don't even want to say this publicly because I'm worried about ruining the secret, but it belongs to Reyes, which is a place on 4th Avenue, like 4th and 14th Street. It's a little bodega slash jelly where in the back there's a, maybe four or five stools, and it's, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, I've never been to Reyes, but I, and, and, and also, again, the vegetarian issue plays in here because when I go to Guero's, there's only two tacos I get. One is the fried avocado taco. Right. Which is delicious and actually bit pretty big, a big, physically big taco full of fried avocado, jalapenos, some kind of sauce, and then I get the fish taco, which is also good, a little bit smaller. How many do you get? Do you get two? Three, I usually four? get I usually get three tacos, but that's a that's me caving into the price issue, because if I were to just order how many tacos do I want to eat, I would right. probably get five. Well, that's the thing, you know, you think. You know, taco place is going to be cheaper, right. but you know, you go to Mayfield and get a big burger and fries for sixteen dollars with an yeah. egg and the other toppings yeah. you mentioned earlier. Uh, and you go to uh, Guero's and you get three tacos and it's basically right. the same price, and they're fine. They're, they're okay sized tacos, yeah. but you're still a little bit right. hungry afterwards. And then yeah. the chips are also like they charge like you know, it's it's not a cheap place. I'd say overall yeah. for what you get. This is the elephant in the room, I would say, for for Guero's because to me, Guero's is actually the most one of the most delicious places on Franklin Ave but when you look at the price range for their taco to me I think a good price for a taco is two dollars for a basic taco sure like a basic you know better than Taco Bell Mm -hmm. but you know not gourmet or whatever but you look at Guero's like their tacos range from 350 to up to like four fifty yeah there's there's some four dollars I don't even know if they I I know they have a four fifty dollar $4.50 $4.50 tacos, which when you think about, you know, the, the way I think about it is you think of the $5 footlong at Subway, mm-hmm. right? $5 for a footlong Subway. Yeah. How can you compare that to a single taco for almost the same price? A taco is at most five, four to five inches long. The, I mean, these are, yeah, these are three to four. These are your standard, like the, the yeah. small, like corn tortillas. Right. They have one hard shell option there, which is right. like the Taco Bell one, which is fine. Um, yeah, it's, these are like your standard uh, corn tortilla sized tacos. You have to eat if you're if you're a, a grown man, you have to eat at least three tacos to to feel even sort of close right. to satisfied. And it's not like the the, the side orders are also uh, on the, the pricier size. Chips and salsa are five fifty, which is yeah. a lot. Just for uh, yeah. at that point, you might as well just get a order of nachos for three dollars more. Um, the nachos, I think we should talk about separately because the nachos. I'm a nachos connoisseur. It's okay. one of my. Probably my be- Florida, which is where nachos. The are. home of nachos sure, is yeah, Florida, yeah. and probably my best dish as a cook is nachos. How I have. How do you make your nachos? I've, I'm not going to reveal my recipe, Ooh. but they're baked in the oven. Okay. 
there's a lot of there's ingredients on them. So it's not you're not talking about somebody who just pours Velveeta on a bag of Doritos right, and calls gotcha. it nachos. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about a dish that I make. Sure. So how do you make nachos? I make you know I used to make them more, and then uh, nowadays I don't make them as much. But sometimes for a special kid, like if there's a football game, right? You want to watch a football game on TV or other sporting event? Mm-hmm. Make some nachos. And then you're, you're pretty health conscious. I'm surprised to hear you're such a, a nacho. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm I like to exercise, but also like to eat garbage food. Right. So that's it, good, it's the balance, like the balance. yin and yang. But the point I'm making is, as a as a nacho connoisseur, there's several good nacho options in the Franklin Ave area. Mm-hmm. But Guerra's, I would say, is a dark horse contender for best nachos, and the reason they're a dark horse is because they don't they don't make their nachos with regular cheese and reg, when I say regular cheese like if you had a, a block of cheddar cheese and you shredded it and put it on the nachos mm-hmm. which is how probably the classic uh, tray, tray of nachos would be made they use the liquid cheese yeah. which is I don't know you know it's not Velveeta it's like queso it's queso right. right it's 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 not Velveeta but it's the same texture as Velveeta yeah it's it's, it's a little bit a little bit it's kind of gooey. It's, it's they actually a, have a pot right, of so liquid like cheese yeah, behind the counter right. that you can see the dude's making. I think it's delicious. I think it's great. It's delicious, but it's a little like it I, – I'm, I don't usually endorse that as a, as a nacho cheese. I endorse regular where, where cheese. Is, where's a good place that has good nachos? Uh, we can go outside the, the range of Franklin Avenue right now. Where's the best I mean, nachos? I mean, I'll there? tell you a place on Franklin Avenue that had good nachos, Vicente's. Oh, you love that place. Which is now closed, this if I'm a, not mistaken. This is a Mexican restaurant slash hookah bar that Hamilton loves, and it's one of his favorite – was one of your favorite restaurants. That's right. I tried it once, and it was, it was fine. I'm not sad that it's gone. I think that it's it's probably it's closed down now because of people like Taylor and the fact that the neighborhood has a lot of people like Taylor who sort of judge place by their appearance rather than by their food. They had excellent nachos. You know, we don't have to get too deep in sure, Vicente's because it's not. We can do a memorial episode. Of the, of that's the right. That That'll closed. certainly be covered on a future episode of Food on Franklin. But Guerra's, they use the the, the liquid cheese and it kind of pools at the bottom and mm-hmm. you can sort of scrape it up. It's good. And then they have avocado and you know salsa it's a good it's good nachos yeah i, I think the nachos are good the tacos quesadillas is pretty good quesadillas are good uh one thing that we should say about this place it's, it's great for pickup it's good for eating in if it's not too crowded yeah terrible for delivery i don't know if you've gotten delivered you live only a few blocks away but it is awful everything shows up cold and sometimes yeah. the order will be wrong for, i ordered a quesadilla with steak in it once mm. arrived late cold and with no steak in it Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, let that be a lesson. Delivery, probably a bad idea. Also, I mean, even eating in at Guero's is a is a roll of the dice because it's a very small space and it's very popular because the food is delicious. And so it gets so crowded that you sometimes you can barely walk in the door. Actually, this, this past week, I wanted to get nachos at Guero's. Mm-hmm. I walked by and the line is like extended to the door and I just skipped it. Did you call ahead? Sometimes I call ahead. If you call ahead and you wait 10 or 15 minutes and go pick it up, mm-hmm. you're usually okay. Right. But sometimes if you go in there and you order at the counter to take it out, you might be waiting 20, 30 minutes. Right. You never it's, know. It's a, it's a place where you've got to plan ahead or factor in a half-hour wait at least. And also yeah. the fact that you might not be able to sit there. There are many benches on Franklin Avenue. There's one across from the, the laundry yeah. uh, place. And there's a right. couple others scattered throughout yeah. the area. So you'll, you'll find a place to sit somewhere on Franklin Avenue. Yeah. Maybe not inside. So you right. Know, uh, 
there the winter are, might be tough. Yeah, and there are some there are some seats outside at Guerrero's, but again, in the winter, it's it's really brutal. Although you do see people sitting out there because they have no other option. They want those tacos so bad right. that they're willing to brave. Here's a trick that I've done a few times: I eat off the subway for the four or five stop mm. on Eastern, and I get out and immediately call, put in an order. Yeah. By the time I get there and wait in line for a second, it's yeah. ready, and I can go home. Good idea. Very good idea. And also, you should point out that it, they have dollar off tacos, I believe, beginning at four, uh, four o'clock until, uh, you know, maybe five or six. So if you are working at home mm-hmm. and you are prepared to eat a late lunch or early bird dinner, you can get cheap tacos at Guerra. And that knocks the price of the tacos down to where you feel like they should be. Yeah. You I, know? Think, I, think, I think every dollar, every taco is about a dollar too expensive. Is yeah. Like a good way to look at it. That that uh, the early bird special reminds me that it's not a, not open for lunch, which is a a, right. a a weekly frustration almost for me when I work from home and I, I think oh I want some tacos and it's so close yeah. delicious yeah I wish you could go to Guero's and yeah it's, it's closed it's crazy and I mean if I could if I could sit down the owner of Guero's if mm-hmm. he was sitting here Mr. with Guero. us yeah I mean what I first I would shake him and I would say why are you in this tiny storefront right because. It's constantly slammed. Bigger, Why don't you get, get a, a store. get a get a bigger restaurant mm-hmm. and make more money, you know, and and sell more tacos. And yeah. also, I would say, open for lunch. Yeah, you know, they're open for brunch. They're open all on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday. They're right. open all day. Right, and you can get breakfast tacos that are good, delicious. I only had them once. I got I got an order because I was uh, very hungover and tired. And I, I ordered them in, and they were. It tastes like it would have been better had I gone there and gotten them fresh. You have to you have to eat all the food from Guerrero's when it's hot. That should go without mm-hmm. saying. Yeah. So when you're getting delivery, you're sort of setting yourself up for failure already. I feel like you know. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you know Mayfield to go back. You can get things to go at Mayfield. You cannot right. order. You cannot call in. Right. You can't. They won't prepare your order ahead of right. time for you to go there and wait, which is fine. Understandable. It's an upscale place. Yeah, and also uh, it may. Uh, also on that point at Mayfield, if you if you go to Mayfield and there's a wait and you say. Let me put my name in, you know, let me put my name in. You don't just, they don't just write your name on a pad of paper. You know, you essentially like filling out an application mm-hmm. to eat at Mayfield. I mean, they take your phone number. Yeah. They take in all types of personal information about you. Um, well, they, they only take your phone number and your name. and then the number Right. Of people you're but they're putting it into a iPad kind of right. thing. So, you know, is there, a, whether there's a database or not is not something we can say. We can't say that for sure. You can give them fake names, right? Um, it's, right. But they still have your phone number. But they it's a great system. Number. They they, yeah. they text you and then call you, and you're, they text you immediately to confirm that the, the, the you're on the list. Yeah. And they call you later, and it's an automated voice message. You hit one to confirm, and you can mm. walk back. There's a couple bars, and you can go have a drink and wait while your table yeah. is finishing up. A common a common issue on Franklin Avenue, you know, during times when there's a lot of people eating, is that you go somewhere and they'll say you have a wait. And you'll say, you know, you'll put your name in, and then you'll say, well, let's walk down the street to this other restaurant mm-hmm. and see if we can get a table there. You walk down the street, you're going to have a wait there, too. You might as well just wait at the first place. True. Although I will say I think Chevelle's and Mayfield are the two worst for waits. Yes. We can do an episode of just waits and how you get navigate that area. But I do think Mayfield is a good, one of the few restaurants that gives you the uh, – they overestimate the wait, so you're always pleasantly yeah. surprised. Yeah. Uh, and so they'll say 45 minutes, and right. 30 minutes later, your table will be ready, and you're always, you know. Right. And one thing you can say for Guero's is it's not an issue because Guero's, they just have a counter, and you just order. So you're not – if you were to walk into Guero's and say, what's the wait for a seat? They would probably just laugh at you. Right. And say, you know, 
listen to a food on Franklin because you're right. you're ill informed about right. what this there, restaurant's all about. There, you know? There's no host at Goro. It's just to right. reiterate that. And also, they give you the. I like the system that you can get little numbers right. and they'll bring you things. You put right. on your table and someone brings you. I like that system. Yeah, you have a. They have a tall little metal stick with a number on top, mm-hmm. and so you order and then you go. And if you're lucky enough to get a seat, you sit there with the number on your table. Yeah. And then when your tacos are ready, they bring them out to your table. Mm-hmm. And you don't really have to tip per se. They have a tip jar, right? So you can tip at the counter, right? But it's you, you don't feel like you have to tip twenty percent at the table or right. anything like some, that. Yeah, just, you give them your change or you whatever a couple bucks maybe. Yeah, and they have free water. They Aguero's. have free water, and they also have uh, the the margaritas are small enough to get the small. But if yeah. you order to go, you can drink the margarita while you're waiting if you drink it quickly. Right. Um, and then you could order another one. When you, you sit down, to. if you want to, sure, you can keep yeah. on drinking. There's no limit, really. You cannot take the margarita to go. That's right. You'll be arrested. Yeah, you'll go to jail. It's actually illegal to take the margarita out, although you could take it out into that the outer seating area. Right. There's, a, there's, a, there's clear limits where you can go with the drink. Here's a little fun game that I uh, came up with for for our first podcast since I knew we were going to be talking about Gueros. It's called uh, Who Would You Like to Buy a Taco? Okay. So this is where I asked you, and let's say – uh, I'm not gonna restrict. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna restrict it and say, you know, which one of your coworkers would you like to buy a taco? Let's. Sure. Uh, I'll open it up to everybody in the whole world. Who would you like to buy a taco? Is this like a celebrity thing? Like who would I want to like have a conversation with, or just like a friend I haven't seen in a while? Well, it's you know, I, I'm leaving it to you. I'm, it's sort of like if you you know you think of a taco as a gift, sure. since they're good tacos. Right. Who uh, would you like to buy a taco? I don't know. Uh, my, my friend Matt. Just moved to Austin, Texas. I'd like to buy him a taco and see how they compare. Maybe we could mm. talk more about tacos yeah. there versus here on Franklin Avenue. I think it'd be a good conversation. Um, I don't know. Who would you buy a taco for? Who well, first of all, I feel like that's a mistake because people in, in Texas and also people from L.A., when you start talking about tacos, they got really strong opinions. Right. You know, well, there's nothing else in L.A. or Austin any worth aside from the right. claim to tacos. Right. In Texas, barbecue claim. also. Yeah. Sure, I mean, it's it, it's actually it's horror. You should never have a conversation about right. tacos with anybody from those states because they're they're snobs essentially. Sure. And well, they, he's, he's from Oregon, so I okay. think that he would have sort of right. a clean perspective. He's he's not you know go to bat for Texas right. necessarily. Right. All right. Okay. That's good. Um, yeah, if I could buy a taco for one person, you know, um, probably Malala. Really? What would you yeah. talk to her about? I just say congratulations. You for, know, for every, for everything? everything she's done. What you has know? she done recently? You know, what one thing she's done is give people hope. That's true. And it and that that's a gift that keeps on giving. And a taco is not a gift that keeps on giving. You you wouldn't really define a taco like that because it's more of a temporary enjoyment. Well, if she'd never heard of Goro's before or Food and Franklin, it is sort of a gift that keeps on going. She would come back. That's true. And then she could record a promo for our podcast because... We could interview her, maybe. Yeah. And we should point out that we're we're going to have celebrity guests on this show. You right. know, as we... This is our first episode, and we're, we're getting our name out there, right. and we're getting the brand out there from Franklin Avenue to the whole world. And any celebrities listening uh, should feel free to email us at taylor at gawker or hamilton at gawker.com. That's right. Uh, we'd love to have you on the show. If yeah. You know. Talk about, you don't have to be from no. Crown Heights. You know, you don't have to even live in Crown Heights. We can discuss ways to, to integrate you into the yeah, podcast. Let us tell you about the food in Franklin. You can just listen and ask questions. That's we'll right. You know. We could have a celebrity sit in here and not say anything the whole interview. And we would tell them about the food on Franklin. And they'd be here. We'll, we'll, we'll take yeah. pictures. We'll, we'll provide evidence that they were here. But. Yeah. And it's it's sort of a 
educational, and then they go out into the world and right. use their they platform have, right. to spread the, spread the word. Yeah, it's just going to grow and grow and grow. It's kind of a chance to really kind of get in on the ground level of a podcast that's going to take off. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of excitement. There's going to be uh, – there could potentially be prizes. I think I, – I, I I'm going to go once and for – I'm going to say this. I'm going to guarantee prizes next episode. Guaranteed prizes the next episode. Right. Do you want to give a hint of what sort of prizes people might be able to uh, it'll, expect? It'll be related to next week's topic. I, I can't give away too much because it's there's a, there's a surprise will happen next week, um, and the, pri- the 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 prize will be related to that. Right. So I mean, you know, what's your what's your target number for listeners for this pod for this episode of the podcast? Uh, well, you know, we were just reading today that Facebook traffic for the site is down a little bit, so yeah. I want to I want to kind of have a moderate. Right. Uh, number in mind, so I'm going to say 100,000. 100,000. Uh, is what I'm... 1 to 200,000. Yeah, 1 to 200,000 yeah. people listening per week, I think, is a good goal. Because um, the potential audience, if you... Once you once it is on the internet, there's at least 2 billion to 3 billion people in the world people, yeah, who, can, who can access mm-hmm. the podcast. So, um, you know, also to potential sponsors listening to this, we would, we would probably quantify our potential audience at 3 billion yeah, I, I'd say yeah. You know, this hundred thousand for your first week or so right. is you know that's right. that's just you know I don't want to disappoint anyone. I want, right. I want to keep things you know yeah uh, keep it low right. And then in, I, I assume it'll be higher. Yeah, we're kind of underground at this right. point. Right. Which it's is like a pirate radio station where you know no one knows about us yet, but yeah, they will. Um, yeah. So with any sponsors, feel free to contact contact us directly. Right. Uh, you can't be a a restaurant on Franklin Avenue and be a sponsor of this show. No, we have we have a lot of integrity. But if you are a restaurant on Franklin Avenue and you were interested in working with the Food on Franklin team, mm-hmm. we could probably come to some sort of arrangement. We'd love to interview you if you work in Food on Franklin. We could interview you. We could, you know, take your recommendations. Mm-hmm. We could, you know, food samples, maybe. We'll, we'll run that by the food ethicist samples, yeah. on staff. Well, we could also, we have room in here for, you know, a hot pan and a, a chef's corner where you could, you, someone could come in and actually prepare a dish and we could describe what's happening. Yeah, we, we discussed doing this first episode at a restaurant on Franklin Avenue, but for a variety of technical and logistical reasons, decided not to. But that shouldn't be taken to assume that we can't have cooking in the studio right. or eating in the studio. I think we should have both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, do you do you, do you have any uh, words, outro words, so to speak? No, I think I covered it all. You know, I, you know, always ask for ketchup when you get your food at Mayfield. Call ahead for Gueros. Those are the two most important things. Uh, yeah. Try to befriend the people at Mayfield. I think that helps get, getting your order quicker and also maybe cut in front of the line if there's a long wait. They recognize you. That's mm-hmm. still, that's an active goal of mine. Every time I, I go there, I try to. You know. But other than that, I, I don't. Uh, I think I think we covered it all really. If you if you only listen to this podcast and then you went to Franklin Avenue to eat, you would be well served because right. you've heard about, in my opinion, the two top restaurants on Franklin Avenue today. Right. There's, there's a close third, in my opinion, but we'll talk about it another time. But I, I agree. Right. I, think, I think that if you're going to Franklin Avenue for one day and you're looking for a good breakfast and lunch spot or lunch right. and dinner, right. we, we've just given you the two best spots. Yeah, which is, which is not to take anything away from listening to this in the future because there's a lot of other issues and controversies that are, that are ahead in our podcast. Yeah, we, we, know we agree on these two, and that's where we start with it, but we disagree on lots of other things. That's so that, right. That's when we really kind of get fired up and there will be a lot of uh, it's gonna be, heated discussion. Right. This is going to get progressively angrier probably right, right. as weeks go by. I agree. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening to all of our thousands of listeners. 
Tune in next time to Food on Franklin.